What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the show. Wow, I'd be I'd be lying to you if I told you I was super pumped and excited to record this podcast episode today. And the reason I say that is because we're we're talking about some stuff that I think is just a little bit harder to talk about, a little bit more uncomfortable, which is talking about myself and talking about my own nutrition and, and fitness journey and the struggles and the obstacles that I've gone through that I've overcome and things that I'm still kind of working through today. And I realized that since I started this podcast, I I never actually told my story. And, you know, when I say that I'm not super excited to talk about the stuff that we're going to be talking about today, it's not because I'm ashamed or embarrassed of what I've gone through. Uh, because I feel like I've worked through a lot of things and and personally I've helped my clients work through a lot of similar things as well. But I really just want to show you that I'm a human too and that a lot of the people, you know, the professionals that are in the nutrition, that are in the fitness space, like they have their own battles and they've worked through their own shit and, and they're continuing to work through things just like you are too. And this episode is also going to be somewhat hard for me too because I'd like to consider myself as a, a fairly private person. I, I don't love talking about myself uh, as much as I think I would. And it's uh, it's hard for me to be vulnerable, but with the help of kind of, you know, my wife and going to therapy and working with clients and posting a lot of content on social media and going through my own struggles and experiences, I've been able to be a little bit more open. And that with doing a lot of personal development and reading a lot of books and just doing a lot of things to take care of my mental health to to get into a healthier space i've really worked hard the last couple years this last year especially but it, it hasn't always been that way and everything is a work in progress but today i really want to dive in a little bit deeper into kind of my own experience and and what i've struggled with in the past and I, I know it's going to be relatable for a lot of people because a lot of people deal with similar things that I've kind of experienced in my past through high school, through college and things that we experience today. But I want this to be geared more towards kind of like nutrition and fitness and my experience with that rather than more of like my professional experience and, you know, what I did going through school and all those things. I, I think that's kind of boring, but I... I don't know. I was typing up some notes and 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 kind of outlined what I wanted to talk about. And it's hard because I'm gonna I'm going to try and go in chronological order here, but my brain doesn't always work that way. It kind of can go off on tangents here randomly when I say a, a thought and something else comes to mind. So bear with me. But my my goal for today is to just I don't know articulate some of the the emotions and the experiences that I had growing up and and you know, they are definitely unique to me and in the way that I experience those things, they are unique to me, but everybody experiences things differently. So although you and I may have gone through similar things together, you and I probably have had different mindsets and different things we've taken away from that. And my goal today is to just hopefully expand your mind and just to let you know that you're not alone. So I also want to say that I see, to be honest, I see a lot of people struggle their whole lives, right? Because I'm going to tell you kind of about how I started and where I'm at today. And I can tell you the headspace that I'm in today is so much different than what I was when I was 16 years old and when I was 18 years old and 21 years old, right? Sitting here as a 26 year old, I've been through a lot of things and I feel like I've done a lot of work to get to the, 
the place that I'm in right now, but you know, some people move quicker and they get over things quicker and some people kind of live in that headspace and they carry a lot of scar tissue, you know, from the, the wounds and the things that they've experienced in their past. Like everybody is going to experience this a little bit different. So kind of jumping in, I, I kind of wanted to start back in high school because thinking back, like I don't really remember life that much before middle school. You know, I, I do and I remember some memories and stuff like that. But like thinking about when insecurities start to pop on and when you start to feel kind of, you know, conscious about the way you look and your appearance and your body, I think a lot of that starts in middle school and I think it's kind of exacerbated a little bit more in high school. And part of that, because hormonally, a lot of stuff is changing, right? Like kids are having like more acne and they're growing and we look awkward and we're starting to be exposed more to, well, back in the day, Instagram, Facebook, things were just starting up, but especially people today, like being exposed to social media and playing that comparison game to kids that are older than you or to social media influencers or celebrities or athletes like it's very easy to get caught in this kind of comparison game and I think that starts from a year from an early age and for me growing up like I think I struggled with a lot of my insecurities that were kind of onset when I got into high school right because I was that weak and scrawny kid and I wanted all the muscles and I wanted to be a good athlete you know I wanted all the things kind of like everyone does and thinking about kind of the nutrition side of things, like growing up, I, I look back and I appreciate what my parents did for me and what my, you know, how my parents raised me because every day my mom would make me breakfast. She'd make me a lunch to take to school and we'd usually have a dinner that we'd sit down and eat together at the end of the day. And all of those meals included a protein source, a vegetable and a carb. So really growing up, I thought that was kind of normal. And I, again, I appreciate my mom. I say my mom, cause she did a lot of the cooking, but it was one of those things where I, I didn't realize how atypical that was until I kind of got older. And I started to realize that not everybody prioritizes protein in plants and has fiber and fruits and and they have complex carbs with their meals and they have lunch consistently. And, and I just, looking back, I appreciate my mom so much more for being able to do that. Cause I sit here in my mid 20s and it's like just difficult as hell to think about like how many times you think about food throughout the course of the week and going and meal pre- or shopping and then meal prepping and making sure you have food around the house. Like it's just difficult to do day in and day out. So those habits, those fundamentals, I kind of learned from a young age and I'm very appreciative of that. So when it comes to like the body image, the fitness side of things, like there was the weights classes I did working out on the side. I was an athlete. I was super active. So, you know, I was never a big kid. I I like to say I'm always, I've always been kind of thin privilege, but I've always been in sports. I've always been an athlete and being super active and maintaining somewhat of a lean physique has always been fairly easy to me. That in addition to kind of our eating style and routines that we had from a young age and then going through high school as well. But it really wasn't until, again, college and until I started to go to school for nutrition and when I became an RD, again, that I realized like how lucky I was to kind of have a lot of these principles already um, established before I started to do things on my own. And that's when I was kind of exposed to 
different people, friends, family. And when I started working with people, I, I, again, I just found like how, how nutrition changes and how it's so different from family to family. So, you know, eating balanced meals and eating consistently throughout the day and having snacks and having balanced, you know, kind of protein and, and having different type of plates with plants on it. Like that is just what I grew up around. Right. And I never, I never thought about going on a diet or I never thought about losing weight or I never intentionally thought about like trying to actively build muscle. Like everything just was right. And I would just eat, I'd enjoy the lifting and I'd kind of just play my sports and call it good. And I just maybe drink more chocolate milk sometimes when I was like trying to put on a little bit more muscle. But like a lot of other high schoolers at the time, I want to make sure this is a important point, but I wasn't perfect with my nutrition. And I, I often refer to on my social media, like people eating like high schoolers, because that's a real phase that a lot of people go through, right? Eating the fast food, going and getting pizza every Friday or Saturday night you know, skipping the lunch that you have that your mom sent you with and going to Jack in the Box and hammering six tacos and some curly fries before you go to class. You know what I mean? Like I liked all those things just like everybody else. And I, I liked sugar like everyone else too. You know, I, I remember so clearly like some of my most fond memories of hanging out with some of my friends was just like going and getting a pizza, having some wings, getting a liter of Dr. Pepper and hanging out on a Friday night and then having donuts for dessert, for a dessert, right? Like those, those are the memories that I, I don't know. I look back and it makes me cringe, right? Like the, the lunches that you would have and they're just like Doritos cool ranch and Tostitos queso sauce on top. You know, it's just, it's just kind of funny to think back on, but that wasn't every day. And that was, that was usually sprinkled in with my normal nutrition plan. So this idea of dieting and things like that, it never really hit me. And I never thought about trying to lose weight or change my body composition or, or wanted something different until I got to college. And I think a lot of that stemmed from was one, you're exposed to a lot of different people. And naturally, I think we all just notice the more beautiful people, the more fit people, you start to go into the gym, you're surrounded by a lot of you know, people you've never seen before, but people that you think look better than you, right? And then you couple that with having an Instagram account or Facebook account or, you know, watching the movies, social media, reading the magazines, and you start to be exposed to a lot of people that have physiques or bodies that you think you want and things that, you know, you notice that you don't have. And I also attribute some of my, you know, insecurities and me wanting to change the way I looked because of the fact that I did start to, to major in nutrition and becoming a registered dietitian, it's like there's a societal and this internal pressure that I had to like look that part, right? So a lot of these things, my first year, second year into college, it led me going into the gym a lot more and I was super consistent and I was more consistent than I ever had um, than I'd ever been before. But like a lot of other people, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing going into the gym, right? You go lift, you do some things, maybe do a workout that you saw online. Maybe you stick to the cardio machines because you know how to do that. But going into the gym, it was kind of confusing and it was intimidating at first. And even though I had ex been exposed to that environment early on in high school and before I got to college, it was still scary going into the school gym sometimes. So ironically, I ended up doing... Um, 
P90X. I know a lot of people know what that is, but it's kind of this progressive overload style training that honestly was pretty awesome because it, one, it gets dumbbells in your hands. Two, it's it's got a lot of like cardio metabolic kind of workouts in there, some flexibility, yoga stuff. Like it's very, it's very encompassing and it was a very good kind of alternative to going to the gym at this time. And I did it with my brother-in-law and it was, it was a blast, but that was kind of the first time that I got into somewhat of a structured training program. And I saw some pretty good results at the time, but when I started to see results, my obsession with how I looked and how lean I got, I noticed become, became a little bit more amplified. And I, I didn't really realize this at the time, but I really battled with some orthorexia and some binge eating episodes and, and, you know, just this obsession with eating clean and eating healthy all the time, because I thought that's what was going to get me to look like the other people that I saw online and to get me to the physique that I was wanting to get to and to get even leaner and to look even stronger and to be more vascular and and just to look like that picture perfect human that has the abs that, you know, does it effortlessly and, and thinking that that's what I really wanted and that that's what my best life was going to be. Right. And, in order to accomplish that, I kind of flipped that switch and I meal prepped a lot. I really avoided eating a lot of processed foods for a period of time. I, it's kind of hard to believe, but I, I didn't have my first alcoholic drink until I was 21, but I really didn't drink at all even after I turned 21. And part of that reason was because I didn't, I knew that it was somewhat detrimental to our health, to my health, but I didn't want the excess calories to a certain extent coming in from alcohol and the decisions that you see people make around consuming alcohol. And I've done a whole podcast on this um, kind of topic before alcohol and weight loss and trying to reach your body composition results because alcohol really makes everything more difficult. But I kind of knew that when I was going through this initial bout of really trying to change my physique and get to a leaner body composition. And you know, I, I mentioned how I was working out and I was working out obsessively to the point where I was working out five, six, seven times a week sometimes. And, and some of those days I'd feel super guilty for not training or not, you know, having a perfect day of eating and, and feeling guilty going out to some of my favorite, you know, restaurants or dinner spots with my friends, or maybe it was for date night and I, at this time, I kind of cut back on carbs for a period of time too, because I kind of fell into that, you know, brainwash state that carbs are the enemy. And that's, that's what contributes to unwanted weight gain and cutting those out can help you look better. Right. But I did this for a period of time, maybe six months to a year, super consistent, super diligent, but I, I just wasn't super happy with my progress. You know, I, yes, I was, I was super lean. I had probably like a nine or 10% body fat percentage, right? And I would look in the mirror though, and I just still felt like that weak and scrawny kid that I saw in high school, right? And I just wanted more. I wanted more muscle. I wanted more definition. I I wanted to look better, right? And I, I kind of hung out in this mindset and I hung out in this body for a period of time. And I eventually, I'll say I eventually got over that perfectionist mentality when I came to kind of the last couple years in college, some of that last year in college when my nutrition classes started to get a little bit more difficult. You know, I let off the gas a little bit because a lot of my attention and time was being geared towards working and and studying and doing the volunteer stuff and, and all that. So I really went from this place of super extreme dieting and nutrition 
really underfueling, not eating enough, overtraining, kind of exercising a shit ton to a place where I knew that wasn't sustainable. I honestly felt fucking miserable at that time. And then that led me to going to the opposite end, which was I wasn't really super dialed in with my nutrition. And my definition of dialed in with nutrition is far different than other people's for sure. But I was just a little bit more loose, right? And that time I just kind of continued to exercise. We played basketball. Like it wasn't, it wasn't really hard for me to stay lean, you know? And, and, uh, I think again, going back to some of the reasons why my attention got taken away from my own nutrition and my body and my fitness stuff was because I was finishing up my last year of school and heading into my dietetic internship. And a lot of my time was being your attention was being allocated elsewhere. But that was, a time in my life where I let my foot off the gas, I started to gain a little bit of weight, right? It was, I wasn't as lean and as, you know, as like vascular and, and strong as I thought I was. And I, I kind of just let myself go. And, and I don't know if letting myself go is the right way to put it, but my nutrition, my training routine just wasn't really a priority for me for probably the next year or two. And Again, I had a lot of fundamental habits and routines that really just kept me active and I ate a ton of plants and I ate protein, but I still enjoyed my pizza and I ate more Chick-fil-A and I was eating in and out and, you know, I, I don't know, I was just very loose with my nutrition. So I became a little bit more loose with my goals. And honestly, looking back on that time, I wish I would appreciate that, appreciated that a little bit more. But as you know, like a lot of our heads in that time goes towards I'm slacking, I'm, you know, not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I need to be doing better and I need to be doing X, Y, Z or working and progressing at this rate because I wasn't, I wasn't thoroughly enjoying eating more and training less at that time. And when you fast forward a year or two, wow, I started to realize that I really wasn't as lean as I was in the past, right? Like the early mid twenties, they kind of hit you and I didn't, Again, I didn't have any structure around my training and I just felt, I just felt super dissatisfied with the way that I looked. And, you know, looking back now, like, I don't think I actually truly felt this way. Like, I think I was a little bit more hard on myself at the time because really it was social media and it was following accounts on Instagram that made me feel inadequate and they made me compare myself to other bodies and stuff like that, that I was seeing online. And it, I don't know. It just didn't make me feel good. It didn't, I didn't think I looked good and I had identified so much with being so lean and, you know, being at a single digit or, you know, 10% body fat. And I've always still had this mindset that it's not good enough though. It's, I want to have the bigger arms and I want to have even more visible abs and I want to feel more confident. And I know my life will be better when I get to that point. So getting to this point where I had let that go for a couple years. I wasn't as strict. I wasn't as diligent with my nutrition. It was, man, it was a slap in the face, but it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily because I thought that it was because I was conditioned into thinking that because of all the other shit that I was consuming. And it's, it's a dark hole, but you start to get into the gym and you see the other people and you consume content, you follow more fitness accounts and you see people working out and they're shredded 365, right? And it's, it's hard not to compare yourself and it's hard not to want that. And this sucks because this is something that I see a ton of people go through as well, right? Comparing ourselves to 
our fitter family members or our friends or comparing ourselves to a Photoshop picture of your favorite influencer or comparing ourselves to, to somebody who's the genetically elite and who's been training for 10 plus years to get where they're at today, you know, and it's, it's usually those moments that when we're scrolling social media and that we're comparing ourselves to other people, like those are the moments that trigger that emotion or that motivation for you to start kind of your next health kick, you know, which is exactly what it did for me. And the person that kind of kicked, start that, you know, new health, you know, journey or that mindset that I got into was this person named Jeremy Scott. And some of you might follow him or have might have heard of him, but you know, that guy that I wanted to to look like, like he just had the physique of <laughs> nobody I've ever seen before. And he was shredded to the point where you could like literally see all the little muscle striations on his delts and his chest. And he probably had like 7% body fat and he stayed lean year round, you know, and this was the guy that I wanted to look like. So what did I do? Naturally, it's just what most people do in these situations. And so you buy into one of the programs that those people are selling at the time. Because it makes sense, right? Like if you want to look like somebody else, you need to eat and you need to train the exact same way as they do, right? <laughs> Could it be the furthest thing from the truth, right? It's and I'll kind of highlight the point that I'm driving at here when I'm done with this story. But, you know, I had this perception that if I bought into what this guy does, I can look like him. And that could be something that, you know, I could be proud of and, and be, you know, feel a little bit more accomplished once I start to look a little bit more like this guy that I'm comparing myself to. And this particular program that I bought into was kind of a combination of like a hit, you know, home style workouts three to four times a week. And there was like a calorie and macro split that you did for the 40 days or 50 days or however long the program lasted. Now, when I start something, I'm the type of person that I always finish what I start, right? And I tend to go full throttle when I'm doing some of those things, especially when it comes to whatever I'm doing with my nutrition and whatever I'm focusing on with my fitness too. I can kind of become somewhat of a psychopath and and not deviate, deviate away from my plan very easily. And I, at the same time, as I calculated all my macros, all the calories, started doing the exercise, I also started to experiment with intermittent fasting as well, because that was kind of a, kind of a kick at the time. It still is one of the crazes in the nutrition and fitness space. But, you know, when I was doing this program, I ended up inter intermittent fasting for like nine months to a year. And Wow, looking back, so when I started, I a wanted to look like this guy, right? So I thought that in order to do that, I followed his plan, and that's what was going to help me get to where I want to be, right? Which is to look stronger, build a little bit more muscle, and feel a little bit more confident in my skin, right? Because I'll be honest, like there was a point in my life where I'd always wear like sweatshirts, and I would always wear long sleeve shirts, and I still wear them to a certain extent, just because like. It's literally all I have for clothes, but I was afraid to like show what my arms looked like. I kind of felt those insecurities and I felt like, hey, I'll be happy when, or I'll be able to rock these t-shirts when my arms are bigger. And I let a lot of like what my body looked like dictate the decisions that I was making day to day. And that was just, it was bullshit, right? And it's what a lot of people go through and maybe what you're still going through today. But 
when I started this program, the goal was like, how can I get bigger arms? How can I look stronger? How can I get more abs? And to a certain extent, I kind of did that. But instead of building muscle, I actually ended up losing like 10 pounds or so. I think when I started, I was around like 165 or 66 pounds or so. And then I ended up getting like in the mid 150s. And man, like when I took the progress photos, hell yeah, I looked super lean. I think I got, again, a single digit body fat percentage, but I just wasn't satisfied, right? Like I, going into it, I had this perception that I could look like this guy after a two month program. And when I got the results that I did, I was, I was almost disappointed, right? Cause I, I had this, I guess, distorted vision of what I was actually going to be able to realistically, realistically accomplish in that two to three month stretch. And in all reality, what ended up happening was I lost weight when the biggest thing that I actually needed was probably to gain about 40 pounds of muscle to even look remotely close to this guy with my shirt off. So what happened and what kind of kickstarted after I started and, and did this kind of challenge was I started to overtrain, right? Cause I was working out a lot. I was doing this dude's workouts into, in addition to other things I was under fueling because I was only eating like 1800 calories a day is what kind of my, my split came down to. And I think I was only eating like hundred to 120 grams of carbs per day, which is awful. And wow, the sad part about all of this is like at one point when I was doing all this, I truly believed that this was the end all like be all of health, that losing weight and getting into like single digit body fat percentages was the epitome of health and what you could look like on the outside, the leaner you could get, the healthier that you would be. And we all have this perception of like, hey, our leanest self is our best body, but I promise you it is not that. You know, it's it's this idea that if we are smaller, we are going to be happier. But really what happens is a lot of people, they work towards these body goals, these physique goals, their nutrition goals, and they do that at the expense of their mental health and their internal health. And it's just, it's a terrible headspace to be in. And what eventually happens is whatever you get to, it's still not enough. Like there's still something else that you want to achieve, regardless of what you're able to, whatever you're able to accomplish. And again, I thought that me doing all of these things was like the epitome of health. Like I was doing the things that nobody else could do and I was really thin, I was really lean. So I thought that like, hey, this was this was what I've been working hard for, right? But I still, I just still didn't feel satisfied. And really some consequences that happened because of that, being in this mental state, being in this nutritional state is my sex drive was starting to get super low. Right. And I was binge eating like crazy when I had the opportunity to sometimes every other weekend, sometimes on weekends, I'd binge eat on pizza and, and some of the fast food. And I just couldn't stop eating the cookies. And because none of that was around the house, right? I was clean eating. I was kind of dealing with this form of orthorexia again and, and really dialing into a T and masking this nutrition program and using that as a cover up for like going to an obsessive behavior and, and, and really going to the extreme with my nutrition and with my fitness at the time. And another thing that happened was my mental health started to kind of deteriorate because again, I was still wasn't 
really happy with my progress and I, I had some body dysmorphia going on and I was getting to the point where gaining weight scared the fuck out of me, right? Because when you get to a certain point and you see, you know, abs or these different angles that you're posing in the mirror and it's like, it's hard to, to become obsessed with that and to, to think of life without that. And I almost developed this sense of identity of like being lean year round and having abs year round. And again, like that's a lot of the things that we're conditioned into, into thinking like that's when we see all these things on social media, when we compare ourselves to other people, it's like, what do they have that we don't? It's like, oh, they have more muscle definition. They are leaner. We think they weigh less. And we, in reality, they probably weigh more because they have way more muscle than we do. But the hard part about everything is like you get stuck in this mental space where nothing is ever good enough. And that's kind of the headspace that I fell into. And honestly, the thing that fucked me up the most with all of this was like I was going on year two or year three of being a dietitian at the time. And I'd gone to school for like five years and I sat there and I'm like, fuck, I still don't have this figured out. Like how, how can I be working with, you know, patients at the time future clients at the time. And I still feel like I don't have this figured out or I'm still not happy with where I'm at. So, you know, I thinking back, it's easy to look at all the negatives. I wanted to kind of acknowledge some of the positive things that I took kind of from that experience, from my experience growing up that, I don't know, helped me get to where I'm at today, which is a much better healthy and headspace and a healthier kind of body space as well. But some of the positive things that I took from that was, you know, in that particular program, I was introduced to tracking macros for the first time. I obviously knew what they were, but I've never done it before. I think that was super valuable because I learned the power of like, hey, tracking food and documenting, becoming more aware around what you're doing and how you can kind of manipulate numbers to get to where to where you want to be and to look a certain way. Like that's, it's really cool, right? But it can go to the extreme if you let it. And I had let it you know, take me to a place where I was obsessing about the numbers. I was obsessing about going over my calories for the day. And it was partially because I was just doing it on my own. And that's what happens is we can get in our heads and we can take that perfectionist mentality and apply that to whatever we're doing with our nutrition, with our fitness routine. We can let that take over us and we can let that take away from the joy and the progress and the things that we get out of, you know, whatever it is that we're doing. So macro tracking and calorie tracking, I thought was a really positive thing to take away and having been exposed to that. Another thing that I learned was intermittent fasting wasn't really my thing. Like it was something that could help me adhere to the 18 or 1900 calories a day that I was eating, which is crazy low. But my best life didn't include me only eating from like 12 to 7 PM every day. Right. And, and one upping that, you know, the hit training, the metabolic style training that I was doing, I realized that that was definitely good for weight loss and helping me increase my calorie expenditure, but it wasn't good for building muscle. It didn't help me build muscle at all. And in fact, I actually lost a lot of muscle when I started to lose weight. I bet you a quarter of the weight loss that I lost was probably from muscle alone. So I'm sitting here and I'm saying all these things. You know, I I have to mention that I have no animosity or hatred towards this dude, Jeremy Scott, right? And a, a lot of the other kind of, non-dietitian like fitness and influencers out there because a lot of them do have a good heart and they're in it for a good reason and they're there helping fight kind of this obesity epidemic that we're battling and they're 
getting dumbbells in people's hands and they're getting people moving. And I, I fucking love that. Right. But this program wasn't for the person like myself who was already lean, who wanted to build more muscle and who wanted to take their training to the next level. Right. And this guy, Jeremy Scott, like I, I got a lot of love for him because he's, he's actually got a really good podcast. He's, he's definitely a real, real dude. He speaks the truth and he's, somebody that I actually got to meet and train in person with last year, which was pretty damn cool. But I look back on this experience and appreciate that whole process because it really did teach me a whole lot. And it really just made me realize that I'm just like everybody else. Even though I have these fancy credentials and went to school for this, like I have a lot more in common with other people than I thought I did. And it was very humbling. And I was, I was very, I was very excited that I realized that because I think I've used that knowledge and that experience to try and put out content now that I've been doing online coaching for a year or two years now, putting out content that's more relatable. And, and in the fitness space, we we see the abs, we see the workouts, we see the do this to drop this amount of weight really quickly. Like we see all the fancy gimmicks and shortcuts and the things that we want to look like, but very rarely do you see content that is realistic, right? And is playing devil's advocate and is giving you the truth of what it takes to get certain goals. And that's really kind of the area of nutrition and fitness that I've leaned into is like painting the full picture and not leaving out, you know, the bad stuff and just having the good put up on this pedestal and, you know, tricking people into thinking that, Hey, they can do all these things with minimal effort because it doesn't really look or work like that. side tangent, but yeah, just going back, I think this was kind of when COVID was starting. Um, it really started to blow up back in 2020. Right. And I was kind of finishing the tail end of this program, I think around then. And it was kind of at this time where I'd gone through that nine month stretch where nine month to a year stretch where I started to do a lot of my own research because I was, I was kind of dissatisfied with the progress and where I was at. I also had started my master's program shortly after that. And started to become interested in personal training and got my certification for that. But kind of heading into 2020, I, I, I think that summer I actually ended up hiring my current trainer and my own nutrition coach, because personally, I feel like I've done everything on my own in the past. And I know that just wasn't necessarily working for me as well as I'd liked it to. And me, I know that I do better when I have a coach and when I have an accountability source and when I have an extra set of eyes and opinions looking into, you know, whatever it is that I'm doing and, and working towards whatever goals that I'm working towards. But it really wasn't until I hired my own coach that I started to change my obsession from the way I looked and the pride I took in being lean. And I was really able to replace that obsession with my body and change my mindset. And I started to look through or look at nutrition and, and training from more of an academic standpoint. And I started to become obsessed with that instead. And I've really, I've really become more obsessed with just trying new things and experimenting on myself that, so that I could just have a better understanding on what I'm helping my clients go through, what I'm speaking in my content, my podcast, what I talk about, what I help my future clients go through. And I think there's a lot of value in and having gone through a lot of these experiences, that's why I look back on these past, I don't know, 
10 years, I guess we could say I've been thinking about changing my body or being active and trying to like build muscle or stay lean. Like I've kind of gone through these years where I'm more focused on it and I'm less focused on it. But I look back and I'm very appreciative of all these experiences and the things and the kind of the mental struggles that I've dealt with, because I feel like that's so important when I'm trying to help other people break through their own plateaus and break through their own kind of struggles as well. And I've been a dietitian for, I think about four years now, and maybe being an only an online coach for like a year and a half, almost two years. And when I started working with clients, again, I helped them work through a lot of super similar things and struggles and insecurities that we've talked about today. And really heading into like 2021, 2022, this past year, I've really embraced the idea of focusing on building muscle. And I really buckled down and started to do that. And and I spent a solid nine to 10 months gaining like 10 to 12 pounds, which got me up to about the highest weight that I've ever seen on the scale before, which was a mind fuck, to be honest, because it's, it's something that has gone against everything that I've done in the past. But it was when I was actively eating more and I was training harder and I was trying a different style training program, I started to notice that like, that was the best that I've ever felt. Right. And I mentioned that I changed my workout routine, right. I was doing random workouts and doing, you know, predominantly hit training. And instead I got onto a structured kind of resistance training program. And I've stuck with that for the past year now. And I still do do that to this day, but it was one of those things where I needed this last year. I needed that change in mindset. I needed my past experiences to help get me to where I am today in order to take the leap and to try something new. Because without that, I imagine that I would have gone through that process regardless. And side note, from a business standpoint too, I have also dipped my toes into kind of this functional nutrition testing. And I've implemented that with a lot of my clients and with myself this past year as well. And to give you an example, there's, there's a test out there called GI map. It's a stool test and it sounds kind of weird and gross, but it's actually pretty damn cool. And it's exposed me to a whole new world of nutrition outside of strictly just changing our appearance or our physique or eating for our physique, right? Because How you feel is just as important, if not more important. And taking care of yourself internally can actually make it easier to hit your external body goals because it can help, I think, it can help you overcome the obsession of changing the way you look on the outside because a lot of people, they go to the extreme of changing their aesthetics, but they often do that at the expense of their internal health and their mental health, right? I think we've already talked about that. And it's, it's tough because when you look inside the gut, when you look inside what's going on in your body, it's, it can be very intriguing one to see what's not working properly. Cause if we talk about the gut, like if you've got an opportunistic bacteria or H pylori or something that's, you know, disrupting your digestive pattern, you're not going to feel good and you're not going to want to, you know, bust through and continue to work hard and your fatigue might be up or your energy might be low in workouts. And You might not be absorbing all the nutrients that you're eating from your food, right? And if you look at your good bacteria, you might be depleted in some of them. Maybe you need to supplement with different prebiotic fibers or eat different foods to help build up that, you know, that good gut bacteria that's in your body. And when you start to look look at things from kind of sciencey side and you look at what's going on internally, 
I really think that that can help people, you know, kind of like it did for me, go from obsessing over the way they look into obsessing over taking care of themselves internally and having some of that objective data to make some of those rational changes and doing things that, hey, maybe they aren't conditioned to doing or are afraid of doing. Maybe that makes people more likely to follow through with some of those things because we know that's what's going on internally and we know that's what's going to help you get to, you know, that internal health that we're really trying to shoot for. And talking about the gut health, like I, I've also dipped my toes into doing some blood work stuff as well. And there's a company out there called Vibrant America, but I've done a lot of food sensitivity testing and done it with some of my clients, but I've purposely tested everything on myself too. And that honestly led me to going gluten-free for about six months, which Wow, explaining how I came to that conclusion and what influenced my decision to follow through with that and how I did that, that's, that's going to be a whole podcast on its own and I plan on doing one of those. But, you know, I became so curious and, you know, I looked at the inflammation panel and the micronutrient panel and, you know, glycemic control. And there's so many things that you can look, on, look at what's going on internally. And I really believe that me becoming obsessed with this has helped me get over that perfectionist mentality when it comes to looking a certain way when it comes to being obsessed with you know being lean or building muscle or looking stronger and I I attribute that to a lot of the learning that I've been able to to kind of prioritize this last year and the the training and the workout side of things has also been amazing because like I said having a background of doing hit in random workouts and doing the orange theory classes and just going on runs like there's a capacity to the results that you can get by just doing those alone and it wasn't until I got onto you know this resistance training program training for hypertrophy or, or building muscle and that I paired that with doing this n1 certification through uh, coach Kasim and his team and I've, I've just learned so much about biomechanics and anatomy and execution and the importance of progressive overload and and just all things related to training for hypertrophy and it's been fun to experiment with all that knowledge on myself and because of that I've been able to really feel more comfortable and confident when creating my own workout programs but creating programs and progressions for my clients as well so I don't know the, a lot of what I've done this past year it's it's led me to this phase in my life where I'm more at peace and I'm happier with the body that I'm in while living a life that I also enjoy as well. And I guess I'm going to take a step back for a second because I, I can't hundred percent say that right now because what I'm doing right now is I've, I've been in a, a cut for the past eight weeks or so. And I plan on continuing that to kind of at least that 12 week mark just to see how uncomfortable I can get. And again, I, I started this cut because not because I felt bad about what weight I was getting to in the higher one seventies, which is again, higher than I've ever been. And I've realized that I was helping a lot of people lose weight. A lot of my clients come to me for weight loss or body recomposition and losing fat is part of that process. And I hadn't strategically tried to lose fat since two years ago, three years ago when I, you know, started that program. And when I started to go the extreme and, and started to overtrain and underfuel, and I wanted to approach weight loss in a different way this time. And I did that by 
really taking the time to prep for that fat loss phase, to educate myself about it, to schedule diet breaks, to not go into a crazy calorie deficit, to change my training program, but to keep the progressive overload style training in place so I can preserve as much muscle as possible. And it's been really enlightening. And I've been documenting a lot of that journey on my Instagram account as of recently and some experiences and things that come to mind. And what I've noticed makes it so difficult for people to lose weight or to keep that weight off. Again, a lot of this is, you know, instead of me going into this cut, I was like, I wasn't thinking about how lean I could get and how, you know, how shredded I could look for a photo shoot and, and all these things. Ironically, I might end up doing that just so I could say that I've done it once, but it was more again for how can I help clients through this when I haven't really experienced it, you know, as, as positively as I, I could have in the first place. And I've really taken a lot of pride in, in trying to really just trying to do the things that I preach, but also helping people do things that maybe I've done in the past to help them, you know, get quicker results and not waste time doing that. But I would also never put people through things that I wouldn't do myself. So a lot of this is, again, experimenting things and, and having a talking point and an education standpoint to back up the reason why I would recommend certain things. But I think it's also important for me to, to try a lot of the things that I'm preaching out there too. Now, as I say all these things out loud, I'm, I'm thinking back again and looking back, like I, I really appreciate the journey that I've personally taken because it's allowed me to get to where I'm at today. And it's really changed my perspective and my opinions on my own personal approach, you know, when it comes to nutrition and when it comes to fitness and, and the messages that I preach on social media and, and what I talk about here, you know, on this podcast. And I think the biggest thing for me and what I've started to realize and what I've really found joy in helping people do is, you know, getting people to this point where it's like, how can we get you to live a life that you enjoy while also living in a body that you enjoy at the same time too? Because I, I truly think that people never actually get to that point in their lives. It's always stuck in that mindset of like, I want more and more and more, or I'm not doing enough, or I'll be happy when I look like this or when I look like this other person. And man, sometimes, you know, getting people to just change their mind on, you know, consistently just trying to lose weight, like that's, it's really a huge win for me as a coach. And it's definitely a place that I was in at one point, always wanting to be leaner, always wanting to have more visible abs, always wanting to have the lowest body fat percentage. But you realize quickly that that is just not the best life that you can live. And I feel really passionately about that. And again, for me, if I can help people realize that your life is probably better at five to 10 more pounds and eating like three to 400 more calories per day and you enjoying your social life and you continue to train hard and you don't feel super obsessed with your body or have a super negative body image and you feel less guilty around food and you have a balanced diet still that's rich in plants and protein and complex carbs. Like, man, I think there's a lot of value in reaching a place like that, but it's hard to get to that point sometimes. And it takes, it really does take going to the extreme with your health and fitness to come back to a place of balance. And, and I think a lot of people can relate to that. Like if I, again, look back on my journey 
a lot of what I've done has, has been going to the extreme, has been going to a place of unbalance. And that has eventually led me back to this place where I'm a little bit more level-headed with my, with my goals. I'm more appreciative of my body. And it's something that I look back again with a sense of gratitude with, with what I've been able to go through because it's led me to this point where I'm at today where I feel more content and I'm more happy and I'm more satisfied and I'm not always thinking about what I don't have because it's really difficult to go through life always stuck in that same mentality of wanting more, wanting to look different, comparing ourselves to others and really never appreciating what our body is doing for you know us today and what it's been doing for us for the last year to 10 years of our life. So I think I'm going to end the episode on that note. If you made it to the end of this episode, I appreciate you listening. It's never something that's easy to talk about being open, being vulnerable. I think it's something that's really difficult for a lot of us to do, but I think it's important to do. And I think we should do more of it. So I appreciate you for tuning in today. And until next time, remember to eat with a purpose, train with intention, and think with confidence as you work towards your own nutrition and fitness goals. Hope you have a good one and I'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Thank you again for listening to this episode. If you found value and enjoyed it, it would mean the world to me if you posted a screenshot to your social media. If you do, make sure you tag me so I can say thanks. Or if you're on iTunes, scrolling down and leaving a five-star review would be much appreciated. If you ever want to get in touch with me, you can always find me on Instagram at LukeSmithRD. Thanks again for tuning in, and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. I'll see you on the next episode.